Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is July 31st, it's 2019, and we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my bearded brother, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. It's a wonderful Tuesday. Um, I've been drinking water all day, which I will be doing the rest of the week. I have a bachelor party this weekend, and it's out in 110-degree weather. So I figure if I, I just pop in an IV every single day until Friday, it should be good to go, right? That sounds absolutely awful. Like, have fun with that. <laughs> it's going to be at a pool part of the time, but yeah, it's it's going to get rough. That's yeah, it sounds it sounds brutal. It sounds like a, a typical Florida day, but um, still hot. But anyway, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Check out our sponsor, um, awesome sponsors of the podcast. They got a bunch of stuff going on over there right now with Rake Free. You can go read about all of that right now on their site, and um, you know really get all the details and all that. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome deal. If you guys haven't, um, make sure you check it out. Grant, we're going to start with the four-game early slate. Um, my slate on Tuesday was awful. Um, Giants, Yankees were my main two teams, and anybody that played those two teams, their days were probably just as bad as mine. So I'm, I'm ready to get into this early slate, um, and we get started here with Atlanta at Washington. Sorka against Anibal Sanchez. Um, any interest here in Sorka? Uh, I don't think I want to pay for him on this slate. The problem is there's not really a whole lot of guys I want to pay for. He may be your cash game SP1 option. Uh, I don't think that's where I'm going. It's a tough offense and a tough ballpark, and the weather is pretty good here. So, I mean, Sorka's a very good pitcher, but he's or in real life. Not great for fantasy. I think that I'm just going to fade him entirely. I don't think it's really worth it. You don't have a huge amount of upside, and the potential downside with any pitcher is big when they don't have huge strikeouts. So I, I'm probably not going to play him at all. Yeah, I, I don't mind him just because, you know, the eight options that we have, I don't think any of them are like lock and load plays. And this is probably one of the best ballparks on the slate. Uh, I don't know how this one compares like straight up to Kansas city, but you'd think that those are the two ballparks that are best for pitching with, you know, Yankee stadium and Cincinnati is the other two ballparks. So it's a tough one, you know, like you said, but you know, it's just process of elimination tells me that I'm going to have some exposure here um, to him just because there's not a ton of options. So uh, the other side of this game, Anibal Sanchez, you know, it's a pick game with a 10 total. Do you have any interest here in Sanchez? Not really. I mean, he's in play just because Sanchez can every once in a while have a great game for no reason at all. But this isn't an easy matchup here. This isn't an easy team. And it isn't a good ballpark. Chances are he's going to get blown up on a four-game slate anytime Annabelle Sanchez is on it. I'll, I'll take a shot on it. But more than likely, he's going to do poorly. Yeah, Washington's a little bit better than – just a very slightly better ballpark than Kaufman. So, um, yeah. it's ugly today. By by no means is anything safe or good or anything like that. Um, it's it's an ugly slate for pitching, but got to play two guys. So I don't know if I'll necessarily pull the trigger here on Sanchez, but I could I could see why people will. Like you know, <laughs> we have to play two of these guys, right? Like. You know, at the end of the day, maybe you take a shot on Anibal Sanchez here. Uh, let's talk bats. Starting with Atlanta, uh, what do we like here for the Atlanta Braves? I mean, Sanchez is a bit reverse splits here, so Freeman obviously pops off the page immediately. McCann's a very good catcher option, um, price just at 3.9K. But And then there's Albies if he's batting up there in the order like usual. They're all good plays. The righties, I'm fine with. Like, I'm fine with Acuna, but he's expensive. I'm fine with Donaldson. He's priced about right. I'm fine with Duvall. Um, all of them are all right plays, but Sanchez has been pretty good to righty so far this season. So it's mostly Freeman, Albies, and McCann for me, but you can stack them up. I mean, there, I, honestly, there's like one team I wouldn't stack up on this slate. 
So like every stack's in play, I'll just say that, but this is probably further down my list, and I prefer a mini stack with the lefties. Yeah, I don't mind Enciarte either uh, towards the bottom of the order. He'll be the lone guy here, and Anibal Sanchez is a guy you can run against, so if this is a spot Enciarte is able to get on base, I don't hate that. As far as Washington goes here, you know, Sorka is a guy that allows under 100 ISO to both sides. He's a ground ball pitcher. They do have some fly ball hitters here. Is there any interest in any of these Washington bats? I mean, not a ton. Soroka is a very good real-life pitcher. I mean, the Braves bullpen isn't great. You're fine with Rendon. You're fine with Soto. You're fine with Turner, probably. You're all right with Adams. But I'm I'm not going to be surprised if I don't play a single Washington batter just because, I mean, they're good, but Soroka is a guy that doesn't really give up a huge amount of fantasy points. Giant ground ball guy. Very good real-life pitcher. Gives up almost no fly balls. And, I mean, outside of Rendon and Adams, no one's really that great of a fly ball hitter. I mean, I guess Dozier, but he's not really the greatest hitter and he's going to be batting down the lineup, although he is cheap. But I'm probably just full-on fade of the Nationals. Yeah, it's one of the reasons that I keep leaning more towards Sorka, um, just because, you know, I, I don't really love any of these bats. If Adams is in there, Adams and Soto are, are fine. Um you can always take a shot on Trey Turner just because of his upside at, you know, a shortstop position. But that's really all I got here. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, um, brawl part two, Dario Agraza uh, against uh, Luis Castillo. Any interest here in Agraza? I don't know if there's ever a time where I want to play a sub 10% K rate pitcher um, with a 5.7% swing strike rate. So just no, just not at all. Are we concerned at all here about, you know, a brawl breaking out and people getting ejected or anything? I mean, not really. I mean, I didn't look into yesterday too much, but Amir Garrett, I think, was he was going at it alone. Puig's gone now, so that kind of diffuses things a little bit too. Um, But, I mean, it's possible. I don't think it's going to happen. Like – Cincinnati's still in the playoff race. I think Pittsburgh is still possible. So I, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, the other side of this game, Luis Castillo, is he going to be the, the chalkier SP1 on this slate? I have to assume he is. I mean, they only have a 3.9 implied run total. Castillo's been great on the season. Highest K rate on the entire slate here by a decent margin here. He's going up against a team that's – not a high strikeout team, but they've been a little bit cold recently until very recently. I, I, I mean, he's my SP. He's my second favorite option. We'll get to the next guy in a second. But, like, I don't really ever trust guys with super high walk rates. I mean, I get that Pittsburgh isn't a high walk rate opponent, but Castillo, like, he's been good all season long, and I, I don't think I want to pay 10.4K on the slate with a whole bunch of good bats for Castillo when he's going to be chalk. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what his ownership is, but um, there's not a ton of pitching options on this slate, so I don't hate doing it. But like you said, he is going to be you know really popular here, so it certainly hurts his upside a little bit um, if he gets in trouble and um, at his ownership. So uh, Pittsburgh bats. One of the only reasons that I'm not losing everything I played today was um, my Pittsburgh lineups. But um, any interest here in Pittsburgh against Castillo? No, no, this I mentioned that almost every team's in for a stack. I'm not putting Pittsburgh there. Castillo, very good ground ball pitcher, good K rate. He does walk guys, but that's not really huge for fantasy production. This Pittsburgh team's good, but I, I don't think like in big field tournaments, yeah, you can go with Pittsburgh stack. They're going to be the lowest owned on the entire slate, but I don't really have a huge desire to go with them in anything other than like massive top heavy tournaments. Um,. Yeah, I don't mind like Bell, Moran, Dixon, uh, Dickerson. Uh, it's the three. It's the same three guys that I always talk about. It's the, those are the three guys that I typically play from this team, and those are the guys that I don't hate in this spot. Um, if I was forced to play any of these guys, it'd be those guys. So, uh, Cincinnati bats, low strikeout pitcher, like you mentioned. You know, is this a spot we you know look at some of these Reds bets? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the ones with big K rates. I mean, Suarez, Van Meter, Senzel, Jeanette, all striking out at a massive clip, but all of them have some power and some boom in their sticks. And going up against a guy that strikes out no one 
they're all fantastic play. I get Grazel's a bit better to lefties than he is to righties, but he's still only striking them out at 13% clip here, giving up fly balls and hard contact to him. I love the Cincinnati stack. I love virtually every batter except for maybe Iglesias. Uh, but Barnhart, Jeanette, Senzel, Van Meter, Suarez, Vado, Winker, all very much in play. All too cheap. They have the highest run total. They're going to be moderately chalky, but they're still my favorite stack on the slate, and these are where you want to look for a lot of your cash game batters. Yep, couldn't agree more. They're probably going to be my highest owned stack on this slate. Don't know how many teams I'm going to make yet, but um, definitely going to be the team that I'm focusing on here on this early one for sure. So, um, Moving on, Arizona at New York. Zach Ranky against Tanaka, 9.5 total. Um, Tanaka, slight favorite here. Um, I'm guessing Granky's your guy that you like a lot today. Yep, favorite pitcher on this four-game slate here. He's a very good real-life pitcher. Um, he does give up power and fly balls to righties, which obviously something we don't want here with the Yankees, but he still strikes up them at a higher clip. He doesn't walk anyone. He's priced down at 8.6K because of the matchup here. Grinky is easily my favorite target here. I'm not going to be surprised at all if – he outscores Castillo or Soroka by a decent amount of points here. Love Grinky. He's the top option. Plus, with his low walk rate, he can go later into games. Yeah, I actually like the Grinky-Sorka combo um, with on the slate. And one of the things, like, the Yankees are ice cold right now. They're just really struggling at the plate. You know, we watched – I watched a, a lot of that Taylor Clark start, and what were the Yankees doing? It's just – it was ugly. So, um, I actually like Granky too. He was the guy that um, I wanted to mention here. It's a smaller slate. Don't mind taking a shot. We know this team can strike out. And if Taylor Clark can go out and dominate this team, I'm, I'm, I like the chances of Granky doing it. And honestly, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But um, the upside, I think, is, is, is certainly um, there for Granky in the spot. Yeah. Um. Tanaka. Tanaka on the other side of this game, you know, he's a guy that's kind of been struggling recently. Do we like Tanaka at all? I mean, he's still a guy that can put up a 30-point outing at any given time here. Arizona's not really an easy opponent. Tanaka's just an average strikeout rate pitcher on the year. He still walks guys at a decent clip. I'm guessing he's going to be the very chalky SP2 on this slate. Um, he's only priced at 7.6K. Just the name alone will get people on him with that. Um so he's in play, like, if we're not incorporating ownership at all, then he's probably the SP2, and it's not really that close. But when you incorporate ownership, I think there's a lot to be said about fading him here. But just the numbers alone and the price tag, he's, he's probably your SP2 in cash. Yeah, I, I like the Granky sorka combo, I think. If I was going to play cash games with a four-game slate, I'm probably not going to play cash games, but – I think the argument for Tanaka is there. The only thing that I don't like about Tanaka in this spot is Arizona is not a team that typically strikes out a lot. So, you know, the upside may be a little bit more limited here um, for Tanaka. Arizona Bats, is there anything that we're looking at here? Second favorite stack here because of the leverage play on Tanaka, and they're just good bats. Tanaka has struggled a little bit with hard contact this season, as he has before in the past. He's always been a guy that gives up some bombs. Arizona getting a ballpark upgrade going here into New York. Marte's got a ton of power. Escobar's got a lot of power. Peralta's a great back. Walker's got a ton of power. Lamb's doing all right this season, and his price tag is still pretty affordable. Adam Jones, if he's in the lineup, has some pop. Avilia, if he's in the lineup. Like, Tanaka doesn't strike out lefties at a high clip at all, and he's going up against four, five, probably six of them in this spot here. Arizona's getting DH. Like, this is a perfect spot for them to stack. Like, they're not going to be heavily owned. Their price tags are affordable. I, I absolutely love Arizona. Like, I'm, I'm just going to say right now, it's, it's going to be an Arizona-Cincinnati double stack that takes down GPBs. All right. Heard it here first. Um, I like the Arizona stack, too. If Tanaka, with him struggling right now, if he continues to struggle, um, it's going to be a quick outing for him. So, you know, I think this is a spot we – Take advantage of a pitcher that is struggling at in a chalky pitcher at that that's struggling. So that makes it even more fun if we think about it. So um, I, I like this spot for Tanaka as well. Um, or not Tanaka, Arizona Bats. Um, New York Bats. Um, 
Grant, like I, I've been stacking these team, waiting for them to blow up, and it just—it's not happening right now. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely not, and you have to have interest in them in any given spot. I expect them to draw ownership because they'll draw ownership every day. I don't know if I'm playing them. I'm not going to argue with the stack. I'm not going to argue with pretty much any of their batters one through six. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, um, I get it. I, I think that they could be lower on here after with them being so cold right now. Um, I, I can understand why somebody would stack them on the slate. I don't think that I will end up doing it, but I certainly understand why people would stack them on the slate for sure. Yep. All right, last one here. we got Toronto at Kansas City, 10 total. Um, Wagus back against Junis. Uh, pick em game. Any interest here in Wagsback? Wagus back? He's probably who I'm mostly going to be pairing with Grinky. Um, he's not going to be heavily owned, but this kid has some decent stuff here. He's got an 11.3% swing strike rate. Same strikeout rate as Tanaka. Easier opponent than Tanaka. Better ballpark than Tanaka. A lot more strikeouts in the lineup than Tanaka. And he's not going to be nearly his own because of the name value here. A uh, 6.3K, super cheap. He could get blown up here, but... Like, the bottom half of this KC lineup is just not good. And with Solera Hearns in the lineup, like, there's a lot of strikeouts here. He's been good to lefties, and he's going to face a few of them in this lineup. Not a ton, but a few of them. But he's got decent stuff here, and I'm just going to go with his, um, his talent here and the fact that he's getting a ballpark upgrade. Yeah, and we just don't have a ton of options today. So taking a shot on him, um, you know, we're going to talk about the bats. I don't hate the bats here for Kansas City. But, you know, honestly, if he can get around Dozier and Solaire and Merrifield, he probably has a pretty good outing here. So I'm not going to let a few guys on a slate like this with the pitching options that we have, you know, trying to dictate my, you know, interest. Um, yeah. As far as Junis goes on the other side, it's a free-swinging young um, Toronto team. You know, is this a spot we could potentially look at Junis? You can. I'm not. I'd rather go with Grinky. Um, like, I don't mind the Eunice Grinky pairing here. There is upside. He's got decent K stuff on the season here. Not a great pitcher, but a decent ballpark. And you're right. Like, a lot of these Toronto bets strike out at a very high clip here. Uh, they do have some power, but that's suppressed mostly because of the good hitting conditions in Kaufman, the fact that he is Kaufman. I don't hate it. I'm expecting him to have a lot of ownership just like Tanaka, um, which is why I'm going to go with Wagus Pack. I mean, realistically, Wagus Pack and Eunice are pretty close to the same, like, level of pitcher. It's just Eunice is more expensive and, but facing a much better or much higher strikeout rate matchup. So I wanted to take a shot on him, but I'd probably rather go with Wagus Pack. All right. Um... Toronto Bats, Bo Bichette, man, my boy, um, keeps hitting. You know, Vlad finally, you know, got a home run. Uh, I don't mind maybe looking at some of these Toronto Bats. They're probably going to be pretty low on here. Yeah, they're super cheap. I don't think they're going to be low on. They have a five and fly total here. They're cheap. Like, everyone outside of Guriel is under 4.1K in the lineup. You got Dan Jansen sitting there. He's in the lineup at 2.6K. I... I like the Toronto stack here, especially if Eunice is going to get some ownership. Like, they've got power. We know that. And they may strike out at a big clip, but Guriel, Vlad, Smoke, Grichik, all can hit the ball out of the yard. Um, and Jansen, second half of the season, has been doing the same. They're all super cheap. I like them. Yeah. Um, I'm right. I like them. I like them as well. As far as the Kansas City bats go, I like Solaire. I like Dozier. Um, I think those guys, when we look at Wagus Pack's um, numbers, he's struggling against righties. These guys are power righties. Those would be the two guys that I would target from Kansas City here. I don't mind O'Hearns. He's 2.9K. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, he was hitting things last year. And he obviously did terrible this year and lost me boatloads of money. But um, he was doing pretty well in AAA, so – I don't mind those guys, and if you want to round out a stack with Gordon and Witt, I don't mind it, but it's really just mostly the three power bats for me. We move on to the main slates. Uh, eight games here. We get started with the very disappointing Giants against the Philadelphia Phillies, 10 total. 
Jeff Samarja against Vincent Velasquez. Uh, Vasquez is, Velasquez is a minus 132. Man, the Giants really let me down on Tuesday. Um, any interest here in Samarja? Not really. Uh, Phillies are a good lineup. They do strike out a decent clip, but Samarja on the road is not something I generally look at, especially when he's 8.1K. Uh, I don't see a huge amount of upside. As you can see, this going very wrong for him. I'm not going to play him. Yeah, I don't really like the matchup. I don't like the total. Um, we have some options today, and those are probably guys that I'll probably end up playing a little bit more. So don't really like the shark here. Um, Velasquez, we just saw Drew Smiley dominate this team. Do we go back to the well here? Yep, we absolutely do. Velasquez may be my favorite pitcher on this entire slate. There is some strikeouts in this lineup. There's not – too much power here. He, we always worry about him giving up some bombs, uh, and that very well could happen here. But 27.3% K rate going up against the San Francisco team that's just not great. They have been on a heater, but I don't care. Velasquez is absolutely my guy on this slate. It's a decent matchup, and he's a guy with upside. That I'm just wondering how much he's going to be owned is the big problem. And he also got up to 110 pitches in his last matchup. He stretched out. He could be in for a big outing here. Yeah, I don't hate him. Um, you know, we're going to talk about some guys on the slate that I might end up playing a little bit more than him. But um, I don't hate him here. I, I think you make some good points. Um, it, it's hard to it's hard to argue against it after what we just saw happen on Tuesday with Drew Smiley. Um, so. I like the price tag, 7,500. I think he's in play there. Um, let's talk Giants-Bats. Anything standing out to you for San Francisco? I mean, the power bats are fine, like taking one or two or even three of them. Velasquez does give up a decent amount of bombs here, and he gives up a giant hard hit rate to righties, which there aren't any power righties here. But he's he's been realistically in the past a bit worse to lefties. Uh, so Dickerson, Sandoval, Yastrzemski, Belt, vote are all in play i'm not a huge fan of them like i said i'm more on the uh Blasquez side but belt is a little bit underpriced there at 3.6k leading off yeah i think brandon belt would be my favorite play from the giants um we know velasquez is a guy that has struggled against lefties he's struggling against both sides of play this year but in years past he, he's been much better against righties than lefties so i don't mind brandon belt dickerson vote um steven vote just keeps hitting home runs uh, Philly bats here against the shark. Uh, it's probably Harper, maybe Hoskins. Yeah. Yeah. That's mostly for me. I mean, I don't mind Kingery, but I'm not a huge fan of the Phillies, even though they do have a 5.3 implied run total. Still not really doing it for me outside of those three guys. Hoskins and Harper are too cheap at under 4.4 K. And then so is Kingery, I guess, but they're, they're cheap is the main thing. And I don't mind going with Franco. If you're going to stack them up there at the bottom at 3.3 K. Houston at Cleveland, um, Jose Yurkaidi against Zach Plesic. No total in this one. Um, any interest here in Yurkaidi? I mean, a bit. He's got great K stuff and good control. Um, we saw them strike out a massive rate against Verlander, although that was kind of the perfect matchup for him. Um, he's too cheap at 7K. Like, Velasquez is my guy, but that's mostly because I think Yurkaidi's going to get most of the ownership here. I'm fine with it. Just know the ownership. I wouldn't be surprised if he's my SP2 in cash because uh, of his price tag. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. He's going to be chalky. Just know that. Yeah, I, I like your Kyrie here. Um, you talked about his strikeout ability. This team doesn't strike out that much. They're not a very heavy strikeout team. But he's a guy that, you know, probably going to go around 90 pitches. Has some strikeout upside. His massive price increase from 5K to 7K finally has got a little bit of a price increase. So I like your Kaidi. There's some, you know, there's a cheap guy or two that, you know, we can play today. So your Kaidi definitely is one of those guys. So um, certainly don't mind him in this spot. Um, Zach Plesic on the other side of this game, you know, a guy with a strikeout rate around 18%, you know, a swinging strike rate under 10% against a team that doesn't very doesn't strike out very often. I think this is a spot we stay away from Plesic. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna play him at all. Just that simple. <laughs> I like the Houston stack. Um, you know, when we're looking at this slate, 
we have a couple high totals. I'm guessing, you know, when we get to Texas total, it'll be pretty high as well. But um, I think the Houston stack today is, you know, certainly in play. Yeah, probably the best stack on the entire slate. I mean, please a guy that doesn't strike out a huge amount of guys and to righties gives up a lot of hard contact, a decent amount of fly balls. And we got some good righties on this lineup here. Um, and the lefties, it doesn't really matter who they're facing. They can crush anyone. So Houston's probably my favorite stack. They're a little bit tough to fit in, but with the Yurkaidi Velasquez pairing, like you have a ton of upside and you can fit in those Houston bats. So I love them. It's just paying 5K for everyone in your stack pretty much is a little bit tough to do. Yeah. Um they're they're an expensive stack. You know, you certainly get that right. So um anything on the Cleveland side here? Honestly, the more I look at it, I think I'm starting to lean more towards your Uh We saw it yesterday with Verlander. Your strikes out. I mean, we have a very limited sample size, but his changeup's ridiculous versus lefties. And he's going to be facing seven of them in this lineup here. Um, unless Puig gets in there and Fran Mill gets in there, then that might change my mind a little bit. Uh, but, like, Puig's this is going to be text. suspended, so it doesn't huh? Well, you could be suspended. It's not going to matter. I mean, he can always appeal it, but he just needs to take his suspension. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I want to play Cleveland bats. I mean, unless Arcadi's super, super chalky, which may be a possibility. Like he's he he can destroy lefties and strike him out a massive clip, like. Honestly, his numbers aren't that dissimilar to Verlander's in a short stint in the majors. And while I'm not saying he's anywhere close to the same pitcher as Verlander, like it's a very similar situation to yesterday. I don't, I don't think I'm going to play any Cleveland bats. And I think I'm much higher in your caddy now than I was five minutes ago. Yeah, it's all good. It's first look podcast. Um, you know, looking at – the next game here, we have Minnesota at Miami. It's an eight total. Jose Barrios against Sandy Alcantara. Uh, Barrios, a 178 favorite. We know how good he is at home. We know how good he is against righties. He's on the road. He gets a ballpark upgrade here, and he's facing a team that really struggles with righties. Like, is he the guy today, or is is are we paying the extra $1,100 for Jacob DeGrum? I mean, I love absolutely love both of them. Absolutely love the spots for both of them. I'm guessing Barrios is going to come in way, way less owned. I really like him. The upside is massive here. It's just so tough to get away from DeGrom. Um, like, we'll get to his matchup later, but it, it's just huge upside. Like, I'll play some Barrios. I'm not going to, like, if ownership weren't a thing, I'd go 100% to Grom. But Barrios has 35-point upside here. He doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. Miami doesn't walk a whole lot. He can go late into the game. The strikeout upside is massive. They're free swinging. They're not very good. Great ballpark. Everything is just perfect for Barrios. Just as almost as perfect for DeGrom. So I'll play Barrios. I'll play DeGrom. It's tough to figure out which one of them, but I think DeGrom gets a slight lean. I don't think either one of them is the wrong answer. Um, you know, I, I don't mind potentially playing, like, the ownership game on these guys and just getting an idea because you're you're likely going to get an extra, um, you know, an extra stick in there if you're playing – if you're playing Barrios over DeGrom with the $1,100 discount. So, you know, that's definitely something that we're going to have to consider when we're looking at the matchup um, for these two guys. So, um, Sandy Alcantara is really, really cheap. You know, we saw Zach Gollin throw a pretty strong game against Minnesota yesterday. Do we potentially go back to the well here? Um, what's your thoughts? I really like the price tag. I really like the ballpark. I don't really like the matchup, but it's not terrible. I mean, Snow's in there. He's a free-swinging guy. He's Alcantara's better versus righties, or at least for striking out, than he is lefties. He does walk a decent amount of guys, and this team can walk at a decent clip, but that price tag's just too good. He's probably going to be – my fifth owned pitcher on this slate here. And it's just for the price savings. Like he's got, he's still got a decent swing strike rate. He's got some decent stuff here. And when he's at home, like he can, he can try and go for strikeouts more. Like he doesn't have to worry about giving up hard contact. So he can go for 
the out pitch a lot more. I haven't looked at his splits too much, but he is a bit better at home with a lot more strikeouts. 5-2 is just too cheap in this ballpark for almost anyone. I really like Alcantara. Yeah, he's not even going to kill you if he goes out and puts up like 12 or 13 points. So he's just so cheap today. If you can get you can get like 12 plus from him, you're, you're sitting probably pretty good if your bats do what you're paying up for. So um, certainly don't mind him here. And you got to remember, like, you know, Minnesota's losing their DH. Nelson Cruz not going to be in the lineup. Uh, so, like, that's a, that's a big hit to this lineup, not having um, the boomstick in there, Nelson Cruz. So, that's, a, that's something else you got to kind of consider when you're looking at this matchup uh, for this pitcher. So, and this price tag. Um, Minnesota bats. What are we looking at here for Minnesota? I don't like the prices on any of them when you consider the ballpark. I mean, I'm not going to pay 5K for a bunch of guys in Miami. It's just not going to happen. You can stack them in big field tournaments. That's fine. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to play anyone. Yeah, I don't really see a need to stack them or why we would stack them today. So I'm right there with you. I don't think this is a spot that I like Minnesota. Um, maybe if they were a little cheaper, you know, ballpark downgrade, maybe, you know, get a little bit cheaper price tag, maybe. Then I could take a shot. But at, at these price points, I just – I don't see myself, you know, playing these guys today. Um, Miami, I got nothing on Miami, you know. Just to go to the next game. Yeah, next game. Tampa at Boston, it's going to be an opener than Ryan Yarbrough against Rick Porcello. Um, any interest here in Yarbrough as as a long reliever? No. No, not against Boston. Yeah, you think even if he wasn't facing Boston, I don't know if I'd have interest in him. <laughs> I just Yeah. I, I, it was just easier to say he's facing <laughs> Boston. I didn't want to go into analysis. That's fine. Um, yeah, Boston, the team, they're rolling right now. They're, they're absolutely rolling. If you didn't watch the game yesterday, they beat up Morton fast. They beat up the Yankees over the weekend, uh, the Red Sox. They're rolling right now. So, um, not going to be taking many pitchers against them right now. Rick Porcello has been terrible. This Tampa lineup's dealing with some – you know, injuries, fam's banged up. Uh, is this a spot we can play Porcello, or do we, we just keep fading him here? You can throw a shot on him. I'm not going to. Uh, there's, like, the fact that Yukaiti is 7K and Velasquez is 7.5K, make, and then going all the way down to Sandy at 5.2K. I have zero interest in Porcello, but he was a guy that was good once. He has a Cy Young, so you can always take a shot on him against a decent strikeout opponent, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed that some of the Tampa bats are priced up today. Like, I really like this spot from Meadows. Um, when we're looking at Porcello, really low strikeout rate, a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact, the lefties. So, I don't mind Meadows. Um, I saw that Choi's back. You know, he's a guy that you could potentially play here at 4K um, if you want to use him. He might be a really good player over there on Fantasy Draft where you can play multiple first basemen. But I don't mind looking at some of these Tampa lefties here. Yeah, and I don't mind stacking it up. I'm just that pr- those price tags are too too hard to stomach here. I don't have outside of Choi, I don't have interest in any individual bats. It's just basically a stack. Or if you really want, you can go Meadows just because of how bad Purcell has been against lefties. But not a fan of anyone in particular. Yeah, I don't have Fandle pricing up in front of me. Maybe they're cheaper on Fandle, and you can get some exposure to the lefties over there. Um, Boston side of things, I think this is certainly a team we're looking at, you know, you know, JD Martinez, even when he's been, you know, slumping this season, he's just continues to be really good against lefties. Um, Xander Bogarts has been really good against lefties this season. What do you like here for Boston? I mean, Betts, Devers, Bogart, JD, Benintendi, all good plays. They're all priced like it. Um, but they're all good plays. It's just, can you afford them? I mean, I don't know if I'm going with many guys as one-offs here, um, but any of those five guys are in play. It's just can you afford them? And if you have, if you don't want to play Degrom or Barrios, that's fine. You can stack these guys up with your Kaidi and Velasquez, but like, there's no one that really interests me with their price tag outside of just high-priced one-offs because they're all five K. Um, they, Tampa is cheaper on Fandle, by the way. And I, we forgot to mention Eric Sogard, who should be back in the, should be in the lineup here today, his first start with this team. So, 
Um, Sam Travis is cheap if you're looking for a cheap bat um, against the lefty with some power. If they start him, you know, they might end up starting Moreland with the opener kind of situation. But um, I don't mind Travis at 3,100. You can play him in the outfield if you need to save some money. Seattle at Texas. It's going to be an opener. Um, and then Wade LeBlanc against Mike Miner. Um, any interest here in LeBlanc? I don't think so. It's going to be hot in Texas. So just know. We like lefties against both these teams, but I know we do. But Cal's these lefties are just not the best lefties in the world. Yeah. And like Miner, Miner's on the trade block too. He might not even like. We might get news that he gets traded. So, but yeah, you talked about it. It's gonna be hot. Uh, Ninety-six at first pitch. Um, this is probably not a spot that I'm gonna play LeBlanc, even though this team's not the best against lefties. Uh, Seattle stinks against lefties too, like really bad. The projected starting lineup has a 30.8% strikeout rate against lefties. Can you stomach playing Mike Miner? I wouldn't have a problem if it weren't for Berrios and DeGrom. Like, that's the problem. Like, DeGrom kind of ruins this slate because it's just such a good spot. So I don't think I can go Miner. Like, I'm not going to argue with the tournaments. This is a massive strikeout rate opponent. But I'd... It's hot there. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna do it. I can see doing it just to get him low owned. Like he's low owned, and he has you know thirty point upside in this matchup, and nobody's gonna play him. Like he he's he has started three games against Seattle this season. He's averaging twenty seven DK points against them, and that was with a ten last time out against them. So the upside is certainly there. Yeah. Um, as far as Seattle bats. You know, maybe Tim Beckham, maybe Santana, maybe Murphy, maybe Nola. I yeah, say maybe on all those guys because it's it's it maybe. I mean, I like the price tags on all of them. Like, the most expensive guy is Santana at four point one k. Like, Murphy gives you a three point seven k catcher. Nola's first and second base eligible at three point eight k. These guys all have power, and Miner does give up a decent amount of power. Uh, it hasn't really shown but he gives up fly balls he gives up hard contact and it's texas and it's 96 degrees so i don't mind any of those guys because the price tag i don't mind a mini stack here but it's not something i'm particularly fond of today uh the other side of this game you know with way the blanc pitching um texas a team that i don't typically like against lefties but way the blanc's not an overpowering lefty he strikes out lefties at a really high clip but he just doesn't really strike out righties is there any of these bats here for Texas that you like? No, they're all priced up, too. Um, I don't mind a stack just because if LeBlanc gets in trouble, if you have that terrible Seattle bullpen and we'll have some righties and they can do some damage in this weather. But not particularly fond of any Texas bats just because they're priced. I mean, Andres is a decent play at 4.3K at short, and Pence isn't a terrible play at 4.7K, but – the rest of them are like power lefties, and I just don't really want to deal with that versus LeBlanc, who hasn't been terrible at striking out lefties this season. And so, like, he may get beat up. He still gives up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact, but these guys aren't going to be putting the ball in play a whole lot. Can you please play Mathis at catcher today? Like, that would be fantastic. You know, playing Mathis at 2K, he's terrible. Not very good at all. But give me a 2K catcher against the lefty in Texas. You want to play DeGrom and Berrios together, don't you? No, I'm probably going to play either DeGrom or Berrios in your Kite. Um, but, like, if I if I play Mathis, I, I can potentially get some of these Houston bats that I want with one of those high-end pitchers. So. Yeah, that's fair. Um, New York Mets, Chicago White Sox, Jacob DeGoat against Lucas Giolito. Um, eight total here. DeGrom is a 162 favorite. We, we saw Syndergaard pitch really well against this team. does not shock me. This team strikes out at a very high clip. Um, you know, when we're looking at it, if seven guys in the projected starting lineup with strikeout rates over 24% against right-handed pitching, Jacob DeGrom is a really high strikeout pitcher, 31.2%, 15.4% swinging strike rate. One of the reasons that you don't – that you want to spend that extra little bit of money is to get Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. It's going to be so Grant, chalky. Really but quick, I didn't, don't want to interrupt you, but don't have a heart attack. But Chris Davis with a K just hit a home run. Oh, yeah. No, I saw that. It happened a few minutes ago. 
I didn't play him because I had given up on that. <laughs> but right back to the Chris Davis well tomorrow. What's he priced at? Is he on the slate? He is on the slate. It's 3.3K. Oh, gosh. Wait till we get there, guys. Um, but, yeah, DeGrom's going to absolutely mow down every single one of these guys over and over again. Complete game shutout with 13Ks is probably coming today. It's I, I don't need to analyze this at all. He's just just know he's going to destroy. Yeah, the upside's massive. I already kind of read off some of the the strikeout stats. Um, it, it's it, it's a really really good spot for Jacob Degrom. Lucas Giolito on the other side of this game. Uh, Giolito, um, he's a strikeout pitcher. We're looking at a Mets team that, you know, probably not the best offense in the world. I don't think he's the worst play there. I mean, again, Degrom and Barrios destroy the slate. Zero interest in Giolito. Doesn't have his doesn't have his same control as he had earlier on in the season. I I'm not gonna take like he has upside, but zero chance I want to use him at all. Like I want Barrios. If there's absolutely no way I can get up to Barrios, I'll use to Giolito. But I'm gonna try everything in my power to get either Barrios or Degrom or just go down to cheaper pitchers. It's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I don't think it's a bad spot for him. I don't think he's a bad play. Like on paper, he's a very, he's very, very fair play. Um, but I just don't know if this is a spot that I would, I would play him um, outside of maybe him just being really low and I'm playing a bunch of teams or something, but I don't, and I don't pitcher playing a lot of teams. So, um, probably not a spot that I'm going to end up playing here. Yep. Um, Mets bats. I don't really like any bats from this game. This is not a game that I'm going to go out of my way to, you know, start loading up on bats. I mean, Alonzo and Ramos, I mean, Alonzo for his incredible power and Ramos for his cheap 3.3 K price tag on a slate where we want to pay up for pitching. Fine with both those guys. That's about it. I said it yesterday. I'll say it one more time. Pete Alonso is slumping majorly right now. So, oh, what he hasn't had a home run in a few days. Yeah, he's still hitting home runs. That's all he's doing. Like he's just been he's been really I don't bad. Know if you know this, Stevie? But that's my favorite thing in DFS is when my guy hits a home run. <laughs> my favorite thing too. Um, I, I just saying, like he's batting a hundred over the last um, since the All Star break. So with four or five home runs, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, Bats on the White Sox, anything? Just go to the next game. All right. Moving on. Cubs, Cardinals, Kyle Hendricks, Miles, Mikolas, eight and a half total here. Grant, this is a tough one. Um, and the reason I say this is a tough one, because I really want I really want to see what the umpire situation looks at this one because Miles Mikolas, or I guess Kyle Hendricks is first. Do you have any interest in Kyle Hendricks? No, no, he strikes out lefties at a much higher clip, and he's going to face a lot of righties. Not paying it 9K for him. All right. What I was going to say, Miles um, Mikolas on the other side of this game, he's 7,700. It's cheap enough. He's, he has massive home road splits this season. Like, they're big time um, home road splits. And I hate home road splits, but he's a guy that I like when there's a good umpire behind the plate and when he's at home. So. I'm going to be paying attention to see what we're looking at here as far as who's up in this game because I think it actually makes a little bit of a difference. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not using him. I'm using your Kaidi. I'm using Velasquez. Yep, perfectly understand that. Uh, Cardinals bats, anything standing out to you for St. Louis? Uh, you mean Chicago? <laughs> you just got too excited about me, Gloss, didn't you? Um, <laughs> nothing I'm really excited about with Chicago. I mean <laughs> – High strikeout guys in Contreras or Baez, but that's it. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind Garcia. Uh, if he's batting leadoff here at 3,500, I think he's fine. A um, little bit uh, slump as well recently, but, you know, he's a guy that can hit. So, don't mind Garcia. <laughs> don't don't mind Rizzo. Don't mind Schwarber. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm killing myself over here. St. Louis bats. Uh, what do we like here for St. Louis? I mean, Goldschmidt's still on a tear. Um, Another home. 4.4K. Fowler is fine. Edmonds fine. Both those guys are cheap. And Hendricks gives up more power to lefties. Uh, don't hate DeJong. Like, 
St. Louis has been hot enough recently where I'm fine with it. Uh, but really, if I'm looking for one-offs, it's probably Fowler or Goldschmidt, and that's it. Yeah, Goldie yeah, talked about yesterday him ending his home run streak, and he's like, yeah, no problem, home run, um, right back on the board. So starting another one. But, yeah, he's he's obviously seeing the ball really well right now. So um, I, I certainly don't mind Paul Goldschmidt. And, like, 4400 for him is not, like, a ridiculously – like, ridiculous price or anything. So uh, you mentioned DeYoung. I don't mind him as well. Um, That's kind of it. Those are probably the two guys that I would play the most here from St. Louis. Uh, we move on to the last game of the slate. Brewers-Oakland Athletics, nine total. Jordan Lyles, Brett Anderson. Anderson's a 130 favorite here. Um, Lyles, his first start with his new team. Any interest here? He doesn't have bad stuff. And the fact that he's gone away from Pittsburgh and gone to Milwaukee gives me some hope. Uh, he's cheap, I think. Isn't he cheap? Yeah, 6.1K. Yeah, I'd rather go with Alcantara. Lyles is in play. I'm not a huge fan of it. There are some strikeouts in this lineup. It's a good hitter's or pitcher's ballpark, but I'm I'm not a huge fan of it just because, like, he for some reason didn't have great numbers. And I'll wait and take a wait and see approach when there's other options. Not like I actually don't hate Jordan Lyles here. Like he's going to get a cut, catcher upgrade. Uh, Yasmani Grandal very good at framing, so. I don't mind Jordan Lyles here. Like, he's talented. Maybe this is what he needs. Maybe he just needs to change the scenery. So, this game's in Oakland. This is not the best offense in the world. It's the coolest game as far as weather goes on the slate. It's probably the best ballpark for pitchers on the slate outside of Miami. Um, so, I, I certainly don't hate Jordan Lyles here. Brett Anderson on the other side of this game, um, Grant – you know, he's good against lefties. His team's full of lefties. Uh, they do have some right-handed bats. Do you have any interest here in Anderson? No. No, I don't want to play Anderson at all. He's too low a strikeout guy. And although it is a good pitcher's ballpark, it does limit strikeouts because of the big foul, foul ground. Um, so, I I don't want to use Brett Anderson. I'd rather take my shots on Alcantara. Or Lyles. I, I would rather play Lyles than I'd rather play over Anderson. So, um, let's talk bats here. What's standing out to you for the Brewers? Aguilar is too cheap at 3.1K. Pena is too cheap at 3.2K. Braun's not bad. Kane's too cheap at 3.8K. You can take shots on Yelich, Hira, Moustakas. I'm not a huge fan of Milwaukee. Like, Brett Anderson is a big ground ball guy in a very good pitcher's ballpark, but I'm, I'm not really sold on anyone outside of Aguilar or Pena. Yeah, I don't mind Braun. I, I will say, like, the one thing about Ryan Braun here is, like, he's a massive ground ball guy against a massive ground ball pitcher. So, but he is cheap. 4.2K for Braun against the lefties, cheap. Um, Oakland. Hey, that Chris Davis guy, he had a home run. Yeah, he's the, one of the hottest hitters in the league over the last half hour. Oof. And he's 3.3K. The power's back. <laughs> All in definitely on back man 30 minute sample size him and eric thames both going yard that's big enough for me um but yeah chris davis is too cheap matt olson's too cheap at 4.3k going up against a guy that gives up massive power to lefties and has not been good versus lefties like really like those two guys chapman's too cheap at 4.1 canna's too cheap at 4.3 i like the stack here a lot i do uh even though it's in oakland like this is a good spot for him and the prices are right considering the pitchers that we have on the slate. So Chris Davis is obviously my favorite now based on extreme recency bias. <laughs> extreme recency bias, but I really like Olsen here too. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. We're going to use the main slate. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. I'll let you have your credit. I'll take Velasquez. That's what I'm going to do. Um, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. Hendricks. You're answering so fast, I can't even write it down. <laughs> like, were you actually like, are, are you prepared today? Look at this. Like, I'm not used to this. Uh, I'm gonna take the shark. I don't like the shark. Oh, uh, that's give me a guy. What's that? That's an easy play there. Yeah, because I think that everyone else is gonna go over 15. Um, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run. Uh, I'm going to go with Alonzo. 
<laughs> I don't care if he's cold. He's hitting a home run. I mean, he's not cold when it comes to home runs, and that's the game. He's got like a one in three chance. I really want to say Goldie. <laughs> uh, give me Bryce Harper. Uh, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. Chris Davis. <laughs> Oof. Hottest hitter in baseball, like over the last 25 minutes. Yeah, him and Thames. You going to go Thames? He might, he's no. not even be in the lineup. He's not even going to be in the lineup. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find somebody. Uh, give me Belt. Yeah, that was going to be my other guy. But Chris Davis swayed me throughout the podcast. <laughs> Damn, man, Belt is so cheap. All right, Grant, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Oh, gosh, I was, I'm going to go with Oakland. I'm not going to say Chalk Houston. I'm going to say that Porcello does not have a good game here, and Tampa gets to him a little bit. So I'm going to say Tampa scores six or more runs. That is bold. I like it. I like their prices on FanDuel. Like, I, I'm probably going to end up rolling out a, a Tampa stack on FanDuel with another popular team just because they're really cheap over there. So, uh, Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope, just this is a this is a slate where I'm not going to vary much from my with my pitcher pool. It's going to be five guys probably. All right, well that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday's edition of the Morning Grind podcast. Hope everyone has an awesome Wednesday. If you are playing NASCAR this week, make sure you head on over to the NASCAR package for the preview show um, tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. We're going to talk about last weekend's race at Pocono. We're going to preview Watkins Glen, and we're going to talk about the truck race on Thursday night at Eldora on the dirt track. So uh, if you want some freebies, free information, um, by free I mean you have to pay for the weekly package, but uh, you get extra truck content this week. So Check it out. He is Genie for 07. I am CBTPFL. Good luck, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.